The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Kareen, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a Crankum episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 668. And I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by True Call Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. The coffee that's made by metalheads for metalheads. It's real. It's small batch. It's serious. And not only does True Cult Coffee produce, well, coffee, but Coffee Bino Culta, the proprietor of True Cult Coffee, also has a side gig called Embodiment Printing Press, where he prints t-shirts for bands and businesses and all that sort of stuff. Whatever you want screen printed, this guy will figure out how to do it. He was building his own jig so he could screen print on round items. And he figured that out so he could make pint glasses. This guy is a modern-day renaissance man. So go to True Call Coffee. Subscribe because you'll not get just one but two great bands every month when you get your coffee. And you'll never run out of coffee. That's why you subscribe. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com We love True Call Coffee here. We support True Call Coffee All of us on the show at one point or another have tried it, other than I think Rock. I think Rock's probably the only person who didn't try it. Um, But everybody else in the past has tried it. Mm -hmm. And um, we're not like other podcasts where you're going to hear some ad for furniture, mattresses, whatever the hell else. (laughs) Oh, that pisses me off so much. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that in my metal fix today. Ah. Um, Because it irritates the shit out of me. But, um, yeah, so, Snowman, what's happening? Well, um, first of all, before we get on into everything, we do have a little bit of house cleaning. I want to, first of all, I want to apologize to everyone, all everyone listening right now, and to you, and just to the metal world in general, and thank them for their patience for there not being a radioactive metal last week. Um, as you know, like I hate it when the show is quiet. 
you know, we're up to 668 episodes now. So uh, there is a lot of consistency with this show. And it's just over the years, it seems like only like one to one, maybe one or two times throughout the entire year where we just, for one reason or another, we just couldn't, you know, we just, just couldn't hammer one out. And unfortunately, the reason for our absence last week is I had, you know, the unfortunate chore of taking my father out to his final resting place out in Saskatchewan and all, and all, and all that. But um, apart from having to do that, I had a really good weekend meeting up with all of my relatives, including past uh, Radioactive Metal alumni Madison Earhart, who his band St. Vicious, we've interviewed him. I caught up with him, you know, because he's my cousin's son, you know, and after after the funeral and all that, we all kind of piled into one of my cousin's cabins out in the Saskatchewan bush, about a hundred of us. And we ate, drank, and was merry. So every once in a while, you know, stuff stuff like this just takes precedent over, you know, doing podcasts and and stuff like that. It's 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 life. It's life, and all that. But I, apart from the reason we went out there, I had an absolutely wonderful time, and I can't wait to go back out under better circumstances before we jump into everything i just want to make kind of a quick announcement okay here in my neck of the woods shows are starting to happen okay i'm actually was kind of on the fence about my first show back at bulldogs as soon as we were done recording here but i don't think i'm gonna make that tonight next weekend though there's gonna be a classic rock show of some cool canadian classic rock bands We've had um, the headpins on before. We've had Honeymoon Suite and Streetheart from Winnipeg are all going to be doing a classic rock night. So I'm really looking forward to that. But this dude, okay, they announced the weekend of Halloween in just a couple months, okay? The Winnipeg Comic Con is happening. That's fantastic. Like that long. is. <laughs> yes, that's because we've like these 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 comic conventions, well, you have them in your area and they're a really big deal, you know, at your house and these are a really big deal in our our house as well. It's a whole family thing. Like we all go out there and my my daughter little little Snowy, she actually is a really cool cosplayer. She likes to dress up like uh the Wasp from the Avengers oh, yeah. and Ahsoka and Ahsoka from Star Wars and some of the Disney princesses and all that. She gets right into it. They haven't announced who any of the uh, pop culture guests, the actresses and the actors or the athletes or whatever. But we know a lot of the, a lot of the cool comic book artists are going to be there. And it's just it's just a fun time. And that's one of the things apart from shows you know, this family here has just been itching because we go to all of them and we always have a great time. So ah, the the weekend of Halloween coming up, it's going to be very busy here in um, the snowy manner. And it's going to be very busy 
with this episode. Once again, unfortunately, we do not have a creature feature, but that's okay because some pretty interesting stuff that you might not... Okay, when it comes to topics of discussion, we're going to be talking some stuff here that might not immediately come to mind. So that always makes for really interesting talk. So like I said, instead of an interview, we're going to get into these wicked topics. To start us off, in honor of True Cobalt Coffee, we are going to drop a track for the mandatory metal segment. Vincent Crowley, he of um, Archeron fame, has kind of went solo. He's pulled an Alice Cooper, and he started a band called Vincent Crowley. Their debut record, Beyond Archeron, recently dropped, courtesy of Hellhammer Records. So let's go with a track from that. This is Vincent Crowley in the mandatory meg- metal segment with La Merta.
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, dude, I uh, I got a fresh Lemmy here in the Motorhead mug, and I want to hear. It's been a couple weeks now that I think about it, yeah. so I want to hear all about your metal fix. All right, so first and foremost, as we record this, today is August 20th, 2021. Happy birthday, Dimebag Daryl. He would have oh, been 55 right. today, so two nickels equals a dime. That's kind of, you know, nice the way that works out. Mm-hmm. Um, so 55, he would have been 55. And I don't know if you've been following any of the shit going on with um, his page and stuff, but apparently um, he has severed, well, his estate has severed the relationship with Dean Guitars. Um, okay. and I've been following a little bit on Instagram, uh, well, apparently the conversation, and I don't know, like, I don't have the patience to read legal speak. Like they had this whole formal, like legal complaint filed. I'm like, who the fuck reads this and who understands it the way it's written? But, uh, like the, the gist was apparently like Rita Haney, you know, dimes, longtime girlfriend, runs the estate and she was told by the guy who's the CEO of Dean. He's like, well, he's been dead 16 years now. It's like, Oh, okay. And, and I mean, like I get it, but I mean, and, and maybe it's only like, like with metalheads like our age or like a certain group. But I mean, I still think a dime all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, you, you can't deny Pantera's influence. You can't deny Dimebag Daryl's influence. I mean, you know, lots of people disagree with me on this, but I feel that Dimebag Daryl saved guitar single-handedly in the 90s. When, no, go ahead. No, no, I was about to agree with you because I was going to say we were all like, I, I remember it well, hard alternative, grunge, yeah. and all that. And how many, like very, very few metal bands were still, still, still kicking it metal. You yeah, know? no, no guitar solos, the musicianship, the chops weren't there. But out comes Dimebag, like it's still 1988, mm-hmm. and just shredding and pushing it and inspiring people to pick up their guitar. So happy birthday, Dime. You know, so always a special day, August 20th. And then, like, so last week I was checking out, I don't know if I can pronounce this, Costolum, K-O-S-T-O-L-O-M. The album was Slaughter to Prevail. Have you heard this band? Uh, I've heard of the band, seen the logo, haven't actually given the band any, t- any, you know, a, re- a real listen yet. It's so up my alley, dude. They do like the um, Dillinger Escape Plan, tap, Tony Dance, Tap Dance Extravaganza, kind of like, you know, those, those crazy <laughs> dissonant high guitars, low chugging grooves, great like growly vocals. Like I'm. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Right on, right on. And then, did you hear about Sepultura, Sepultura, Sepultura's Sepulquatra? No, what's that? Well, so they basically went through their back catalog and they got all kinds of, um, you know, guest stars to join them. So like Scott Ian's on a track and I can't remember who else, but it's, it's pretty killer too. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I don't know why I haven't. Oh, oh, then the new record, Quatra. Okay, I'm thinking. 
I oh. thought they were calling it Sepulchre. Maybe I read it wrong. Oh, okay. I'm thinking like is that's because I know the the Cavalier brothers are doing another project. They're going to be they were announced for Maryland Death Fest. Oh, nice. Next next year, something like or some 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 festival. So I thought that's for a second. That's what you're talking about. Oh, you're talking about the new Sepultura record. Yeah. Okay. It still remains, though. No, I haven't heard it. I should have. I'm, I'm slipping here, dude. I'm slipping. Well, that's all right. You can't listen to everything. <laughs> you know. um, uh-huh. I, like, it, it's really been a busy week for me. So I've also been checking out all week a, I think they're Montreal, but they're definitely somewhere in Canada. The Creep Show. Are you familiar with this band? Oh, very. Yes. Yeah. We've had them on the show. What? Yeah. We've had them on the show. Yeah. I've I've seen them live a handful of times. I feel like I'm so late to the party. They are killer. I've really, like, I literally, I will put on one of their albums when I do yoga every day. Ah. As I've been going through the catalog. Like, put on where I let, pick up where I left off and away we go. Mm-hmm. It's been a, oh, it's oh been a amazing band. band. Oh yeah, killer, absolutely killer band. Okay, good. I'm gl- sorry. I'm glad you're getting this type of stuff going through your head because soon enough it's going to be October. Well, so it's so funny you mentioned that because I'll be talking about that here in a minute. Oh, um, right. I am so into fall and Halloween. Like I, I can't wait for it. Like it's not fall soon enough for me here. You know. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, we'll get to that in just a second. Um, my last Vinyl Club shipment finally arrived. Vinyl Club shipment number four. Sorry, my poodle is tearing stuff up here. I don't know what she's doing. Would you stop it, puppy? Come on. Anyway, um, so it is a tribute to Chris Cornell. It's live tracks of them from the Chris Cornell tribute. Okay. And uh, the art's killer as usual and just the whole packaging. I've not heard anything about them letting us resubscribe yet because originally it was supposed to just renew if you wanted, which I did, and it has not. And um, now they're so into promoting the Black Album, gag, um, Uh that... Um, I, I think the, the vinyl club is going to take the back seat for a little bit till they get through this. Cause you know, they're, they've been playing this one for a while. Um, and that leads me into the fact that Metallica has their own podcast. Did you know about this? No, I did not. So episode one dropped today and, um, it's all about the black album, of course. And it, it was actually really well done. It's really professionally produced. It was it's literally like an audio version of a behind the music or an A and E biography. It's that good. Oh, okay. Like it's it's that good. The interviews, the story, everything is it's top notch professional. Probably the most professional podcast I've ever heard in my life. Like it, it really should be on an A and E or a behind the music that kind of thing. But, and I talked about this at the beginning of the show. It is one thing to advertise your Metallica blackened whiskey on the podcast, which I was all for hearing about that. If you're just going to plug in random fucking car ads, not once, but just at random times throughout the show, like it's a commercial. Guys, you're one of the biggest bands in the world. You seriously do not need the extra fucking pennies from that commercial running in the middle of it. Don't do that to us. Like, like mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons I fucking hate the Black Album in the first place is because I feel like you sold out. And then you do a podcast of the Black Album and you prove it by putting these cheesy commercials that have nothing to do with the band. Mm-hmm. You should have advertised, like, 
anything else and anything metal like anything yeah. Like, like, new records, new albums from Metal exactly. Advertise Anthrax's 40th anniversary. Let them, yeah. you know, buy some Trip sprays. Like, coffee. Yeah, anything <laughs> else. Just, shit, fuck. Put up stuff about um, KHDK Electronics, Kirk's Pedal, Pedal Company. You know, like, right. like, put that stuff on there. Promote everything that all you guys have going on. But I don't want to hear a fucking car commercial on my Metallica podcast because mm-hmm. I'm not listening to the radio. I'm getting it directly from you. So that's bullshit. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been saying that on this show for a lot because I, for a while now, I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts and, and a lot of them that I do listen to, you know, none of them on the Shining Wizards network here, but the, the, the celebrity ones. Oh, yeah. They're, dude, they're, they're talking about the new Viagra. They're talking about, um that's why i quit listening to jericho just uh i just you're you're right it's it's frustrating give me and, and it's something w- relevant it's worse when it's just plugged in like it's literally like a commercial on tv show like like joe rogan on his podcast he does reads for his products he does them at the beginning and the end of the show dean del rey does reads sometimes in the middle of the show but it's him reading a product that he believes in like cbd oil that sort of stuff you know, like, like it's something he uses. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's great. I seriously doubt anybody in Metallica is using that fucking car company to buy their cars. Uh, I'm sure they're not. I really doubt I'm sure that, they're not. You know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I digress from that. So let's talk about whiskey for a minute. I have Ooh. gone down a, um, a rabbit hole. Um, I've decided I want to learn how to drink whiskey and like how to really appreciate it. Cause I mean, I know how to drink it. You know, you drink it with Coke or you drink it straight, um, and not diet Coke. Anybody who's out there listening. Um, but you know, you drink it with Coke, you drink it straight. That's how you do it. You know, let me, I know that's exactly it. But so, um, I started hearing about Japanese whiskey and the Japanese, like I and I don't know how much you've been following just like the we'll call it like the fun stuff market. Like the Japanese really have um have a reputation for taking something that most people have forgotten about and has turned in like a cheap disposable commodity and making it great again. Um so like for example denim. Like Japanese denim is like the hot thing. There's a Canadian uh, company that buys their denim from Japan. It's called Naked and Famous, I think is the company. And they make these killer, killer jeans. You know? Okay. And um, there's another Japanese company, I think it's called The Real McCoy, and they do these actual reproductions of historical jackets and things. You know, like one of them was like the Flying Tigers jackets. Um, no. Another was like one of the original motorcycle jackets, like the Buko motorcycle jackets. Like, and, and they do this stuff to the letter, but they make it even a higher quality. So it has to look exactly the way it looked, but they make it a better quality than even what the originals would have been. And because of that, I'm like, well, let's start checking out their whiskey. So I bought a bottle. I don't like it, which is because I was just, you know, kind of buying, trying to figure stuff out. But I've learned a lot. Ow about buying this bottle sorry the dog keeps biting me every podcast has a dog in the background i know, I know. Moke is famous now come here dog <laughs> oh jeez shit dog yeah. anyway yeah. i love this dog man but so um 
So I bought this whiskey. It's called a Peter whiskey. It's basically based on like a scotch. So it's like a Japanese version of a scotch. And I'm learning all these things. And I'm learning that I cannot mix that particular whiskey with Coke. So I need to drink it straight, but I need to figure out other things to do with it. So I think it's more like savory flavors to go with it. So I'm trying to figure out how I can enjoy that whiskey because it was a fairly expensive bottle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, while I was figuring that out, I went and picked up a couple of different whiskey magazines that were talking about Japanese whiskey so I could learn more. And I did learn a lot. And one of them, I couldn't believe this. This was just kind of dumb luck, but they had an entire article based on heavy metal whiskey collaborations. Oh, really? Yes. And this got me thinking, before I even get into that, um, you and I, when we do finally get to do an episode face-to-face, -face, we need to do an episode where we drink all the banned alcohols, like the Mega <laughs> beer, the Trooper <laughs> beer. Uh, Metallica whiskeys, and we just get shit faced. It's probably going to take us a couple days to drink it all, you know. But like, we get shit faced. We do it somewhere at Matt's studio so he can record us, and then oh, we yeah. just like pass out and then wake up the next morning and try again. There we go. But, um, spirit. But so th they talked about Guar's whiskey, Metallica's whiskey, Anthrax's whiskey, and Slipknot's whiskey. Wow. And I was really impressed. Like, you know, like the blackened whiskey, I, I can find locally. I think I'm actually going to pick a bottle up. Okay. I, I want to try that. Because, um, I mean, I feel like if I get the Metallica whiskey and make a lemmy out of that, that's going to be as, as, you know, as metal as Jack Daniels. Um, but the Guar whiskey really impressed me because Guar sought, because, you know, they're from Virginia. They're, mm -hmm. they're always, they're very loyal to that state. Right. Like they like they love that state. You know, they're not, you know, leaving Virginia for anything. They a actually went out of their way to find a Virginia distillery to work with. Mm. And they're doing like small batches. It's it's very artisanal kind of stuff. And you should see the topper. Holy shit. <laughs> it's cool. It's exactly right what you expect from Guar. So I was I was really, really impressed. Right. Like and I thought this would be like a ton of fun. Um, I mean, you know, if it looks like we're never going to see each other face to face and we just need to start like trying some of this shit on the air, like we get a couple whiskeys or beers or something like that. Uh, there's there's a special episode, at least like like how we do our our listen alongs, our, our, our watch alongs episodes. Well, everyone, you know, we give everyone a certain amount of time in advance to get. Oh. Their That's own Metallica idea. whiskey, their own Guar whiskey, their own Trooper beer. And then us and everyone listening, you know, we all uh, <laughs> we all tip the elbow together. That's really a great idea. There we go. That's I'm always really thinking. Yeah, yeah this, this thing on my shoulder isn't just a pretty hat rack. I mean, it's a pretty darn good looking hat rack. <laughs> you know, not going to lie. But... All right, and I'm I'm in the home stretch, I promise, but it's been two weeks, so a lot of stuff piled up. Uh huh. But so, um, have you heard? And if you, it's not going to surprise me if you have, or is you know, if you have heard it, it's like kind of like okay, you're as plugged in as I expected. And if you haven't, I'm not surprised either because it's brand new. But there's a new monster magazine. Uh, issue one is out. You can pre-order it. And it's uh, called Atomic Monster Magazine. No, but you have my attention. Well, I, so last, and we talked about this, like last year I discovered this thing called Tiki Oasis, right? 
and it, and it was like a surf music and tiki festival that's held in San Diego every year. They did it online, and so that's how I got to attend. And because of that, I started finding all this other like creepy tiki monster tiki stuff. And so, and and that was kind of going into this whole psychobilly, you know, monster rockabilly sort of thing that I've been into. And this guy has an Instagram account. It's called Doctor Shrieky's Haunted Tiki. And, and, <laughs> Say that fast, five I know, times. but it might even be Doctor Shrieky's Haunted Tiki Drive-In. But so he's he started doing this Monster Magazine thing, and this is issue one. Now it's a little pricey for for a magazine. It's like thirty bucks. But I was looking at the previews. It looks really high quality, so I bought an issue. So I ordered that. Today. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, I went to the grocery store today to get myself, you know, some um, meats and veggies and things because I'm trying to eat healthy around the house here. And lo and behold, they have the Halloween candy display up. Ooh. I was too. Right? I was thrilled. Super thrilled. Mm -hmm. You can get your pumpkin-shaped Reese's peanut butter cups now already. Um, But then two things I've never seen before. One... And I spent way too much money on this. Um, I spent $30 on a bag of Halloween candy. That's 200 and some pieces, so maybe that, that's okay. But I feel like I don't spend more than 20 bucks normally. But, okay. Um, 30 bucks because it's glow-in-the-dark wrappers. Oh, okay. And I told my wife, I'm like, all I need is one kid to look at it and go, whoa, it's so cool. It glows in the dark. Oh, that and it's totally worth it. it. Yeah, yeah, it's totally worth it. Uh-huh. You know, that's all I need. And then, um, the, you know, the Hershey's Kisses, they're wrapped mm-hmm. in foil. They yeah. they're, they have monster print on the foil. Ooh, okay. Yeah, right? I'm down. I'm I, down. I got a bag of that today, too. So, like, so I, my wife's like, you know, it's still August, right? I'm like, you know I have to have this, right? Oh, yeah. The and second I, I saw it, I would have bought it, too. Yeah, yeah, I had to. And, you know, she's like, I can't believe you're buying Halloween candy. We're gonna eat. I'm like, no, we can't eat this. This glows in the dark. We have yeah. to like, yeah. we have to put it under lights and then take it out when it's dark. Like, I can't wait. I'm so excited to do this ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Has she met you? Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, she, no, she, it was all in good fun. She was laughing as I was talking about this, and then right. she came home and saw it. She's like, Oh my goodness, you're right. This is so cool. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. I know what I'm looking for this weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. You got to find that. Right on. All right, man. What do you got? Well, with my metal fix, yeah, like you said, it it has been a couple weeks. I ended up taking a couple trips to the the record shop. First of all, I'm going to start off. Now, believe it or not, okay, and I've got my share of motorhead albums but they're all cds and especially cassettes okay i finally bought my first motorhead vinyls just a couple days ago really yeah yeah the the double lp version of inferno and 2017's aftershocks were my my two very first motorhead vinyls and i've only i i only got through one 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 record of inferno but that aftershocks record which was i which was i believe was their last album like they had the record company set us up with the digital pro promo for it and all that to play on the show yeah but those are fine for the show but that's not good for snowy's collection 
you know, because it doesn't really exist, you know, and all that. So I had the opportunity to grab these two new, these two vinyls new. I, I got a good deal on them. Excellent, excellent. So I grabbed those as well. I did pretty good in the uh, 7-inch EP department. Okay, first of all, um, courtesy of uh, Hell's Headbangers Records, there was a really cool 7-inch um, four-track split EP, I believe, 2014, um, featuring Angel, featuring Acid Witch. I almost said Angel Witch. Featuring Acid Witch and Nunslaughter, who have a killer new record out themselves i believe a couple episodes we played a track off of that what makes this ep really cool okay you know those mag those, those old time magazines like creepy and eerie you know from when yeah. we were kids and all that well the cover of this ep is called spooky and the and it looks like it's a tribute to those old covers of those old magazines to the point where it looks like the pages of the quote unquote magazine have kind of been roughed up and all that but no and i got i got the ep here it's uh, my it's in mint condition okay it's in fantastic condition that's the design all the wrinkles and everything to make it look like an authentic old issue of creepy or eerie. That's so cool, dude. It really is. And it actually fooled me. Like I was I was first looking at it in the store and I said, "Okay, they're asking quite a pretty penny for this, but it is Hell's Headbangers and it is it is Acid Witch, it is Nun Slaughter, good friends of the show." Hmm. Oh, wait a minute. It's in really good shape. That's just the design. So oh, that's even better. <laughs> so that felt like such a knob. Uh, so I totally embarrassed myself. Fortunately, there was no one. You know, the record store was pretty much empty. Not that anyone can read my mind, anyways. But you, you just kind of get in that headspace where you embarrass yourself in front of yourself. Oh, all the time, yeah. Oh, and because you should know better, so I was like, ah. Another one I picked up, really cool price, was the very first Negative Approach EP, or like the seven, the eight-track seven-inch EP, the original, the legendary Negative Approach from years ago. And believe it or not, this is my first Negative Approach recording that I have, and that's really too bad. Like, yeah, that's kind of surprising. They're one of those classic. Punk, punk bands which yeah they haven't made any new material in in a while but negative approach are back you may recall you may recall before the world went to shit they went on tour i think they were supporting i hate god and they were a couple on a couple other <clears throat> excuse me a couple other really cool bills and all that we definitely that's a band that we should have on the show right before Terror, the hard, the legendary hardcore band, released their album Keepers of the Faith. They dropped a really cool EP, kind of the same, the same title. Okay, this one I had to grab it because it's a Terror EP, seven inch 
with really sweet blue vinyl in it. And it's like, okay, this is really cool. Like this is this this is one of those releases when I brought it home. I opened it up, showed it to Mrs. Snowy, and she, ooh, ah. Like, that alone, like, when she gets psyched, like, to see all these these beautiful vinyls, it, it's it's worth the eight bucks for a 70 GP. De- definitely, definitely. Do you know where the Mighty Black Sabbath got their name? Yes, it's a Boris Karloff movie called Black Sabbath. We're called Black yes. Sabbath. The yeah. immortal Mario Bava made this movie in 1963. Admittedly, for one reason or another, I haven't seen it yet. I have yeah, I've never seen it, it. I haven't sat down and watched it. I've known since I was since I was a teenager that this is the movie that Sabbath took their name from, and all that. Okay, okay. still haven't seen it though. I bought the soundtrack to this movie though i found a cd copy of it and it's really cool like it's just it's music taken from the anthology movie and all that but like we've been on this real kick listening soundtracks here the wife and i will we'll just hang out in the living room pour a cup of true cavalt coffee and we'll go on a date in the living room and we like to listen to these instrumental soundtracks well i can't wait to slap on black sabbath and you know what? I'm not going to tell her hmm. that it's a soundtrack record. I'm just going to tell her, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to slap on some Black Sabbath here. You don't mind, eh? <laughs> just to see her reaction. She, you know, she'll be waiting. She'll be waiting for Ozzy or Dio. <laughs> you know, and then she'll hear this this beautiful in, in, instrumental music. Can't wait! Can't wait! In my hot little fists right now. I have the new Disciple magazine. It came, <laughs> mail. it came in the mail the other day. Just once again. Oh, this hap- This has happened more than once. I'm on my way to work. Mrs. Snowy says, hey, can you go check the mail? You know, I'm busy right now. I'm working. Can you? All right. All right. I go in the mailbox on my way to the bus stop. Sure enough, there it is. And once again... I have to give Decibel or Decibel. You got to stop this, dude. <laughs> I have to give them credit because once again, even though like they have an article, you know, with Death Heaven, who are a huge band and they have uh, horrendous is uh, have cut their path in the in the underground. And so has Hooded Menace. They they have a new record. These would be bands that are tailor made for the cult, for the cover of Decibel magazine. This time though, they chose to uh, co- run the um, the cover story and picture of Lingua Ling, Linguia Ignata. Now, what Linguia Ignata is, it's basically this um, female artist, Kristen Kristen Hader, I believe. Her name is, and this artist, dude, when you get a chance, go and check this out, okay? And not just because, you know, you are a legit Christian and all that. This is, this this artist is a, an artist's artist. I can't even really 
begin to describe the type of music that Linguia Ignata play. It's very, very doomy without the distortion, very atmospheric, very similar, okay, for our for our listeners that um, have been enjoying Lori Bravo's from Nuclear Death, her solo record sounding very different from what you would expect from new from Nuclear Death. I can hear that in Ignata's music. It's that same type of really powerful, um, atmospheric, almost pop, but for some reason just resonates with the metal crowd more more than anything else and she just seems very very um strong in uh with in christianity as well and it's it's just it's some absolutely beautiful music i haven't given the new record a, a complete listen yet sinner sinners get ready but what do you say we go out on a track from that record it's something that I would really recommend if you want something different. It's not something, you know, that you're going to, you know, when you're getting together with your buddies and you grab a case or you grab the guar whiskey, you know, and you're having a, a Friday night. This is good Sunday afternoon with the headphones on nice. and relaxing type music. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. And I just, it's Decibel. It's Decibel magazine. Just I'm just kind of flipping through it right now and there's a lot of really cool stuff and once again you know there's uh <laughs> we get a lot of there's a lot of advertisements and articles at the same time you know that our promos get set to us so uh, there's something going on there uh, for sure uh this this week i'm at work Listening to the radio, because like I said, I only have terrestrial radio when I'm, you know, out in my the main area where I'm working. Fortunately, when I'm in my office, I can get a little more creative. But for the most part, I've only got radio in an old-fashioned ghetto blaster. Of course, it's typical commercial radio. It's Tuesday, so that means it's two for Tuesday, where we play two of your favorite, your two songs from your favorite band. Okay, yeah. Whatever. Okay, I get it. You're just gonna play two songs from I don't know some fucking band I really don't care about. So you're just you're just gonna gonna to annoy me twice. Well, they queue up rats round and round. Nice. And I'm like, okay, like this is the only rat song that they play because they seem to think Rat, Motorhead, Ramones, all of these great bands, they only have one song they because do. they'll 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 only play one. One hit wonders. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So the whole time I'm thinking to myself, Well, Rat only has one song. It's Tuesday. What else are they gonna play? So I have to admit, all through round and round, they kind of had me captivated. <laughs> like, just the what the what? What are you gonna play? <laughs> okay. Well, they ended up playing "Lay It Down," which I believe oh, was yeah. the, first, the first single off the third record, "Invasion of Your Privacy." So it's like, okay, that makes sense. That's the first time I'd ever heard this song on terrestrial radio. 
Okay, well, I figure. Okay, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have a little f- bit of fun with this. I went on my Facebook. Okay, and maybe I should have went on radio- radioactive metals as well. And I said, okay, I kind of laid everything down, and I said, okay, the first person who responds with the correct title of the second rat song, I will buy a beer. First guy, one of the dudes from Solanum said one and man. Okay, sorry. Great, great track. I know where you're coming with that. No, no. The second person. Got it. Ding, ding, ding. Lay it down. Okay, so now I'm not going to use her name, but I owe Eva a beer when I see her at a show next next, next wow. time. This is this this is what I do at work and all that. Speaking of Decibel magazine, or Decibel, and of course I'm not going to go into why we call it that, but one of the reasons is our good buddy, and sometimes co-host now, we've had him on a couple times, and my co-host over on Wrestling Night in Canada, our good buddy Ducky, Dustin Maruka, he has a subscription to the Metalhead Box. Every time he gets one, of course, the metal head box is this grab bag of, you know, a, a vinyl, a T-shirt, an autograph, whatever cool stuff, you know, that Melissa at the metal head box can wrangle up together to make this amazing care package. Oh, yeah. The Ducky makes his own YouTube video for it. Just the metal head unboxing. He pulled out uh, a black metal zine called Cult Never Dies. Please tell me it's spelled with a K. (laughs) No, 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 I didn't, but it should have. He goes, okay, okay, and I have this, I have this zine here called Cult Metal Never Dies. This zine. I love that you said a zine. Oh, dude. Come on, that's as good as a cyborg. Like we, we've got two new things now. We, this is great. We, we do, <laughs> we do. So I immediately said in the comments, "Okay, you understand, you know, Zine and Zine. Like this is disciple all over." And it's a magazine. I, yeah, I, it's a magazine. <laughs> I love reading a good magazine. How about you? So you know, the next time we press record, I have to be merciless about this. Oh hell yes! Uh, You know, (laughs) sorry, dude, but come on, you bring it on yourself (laughs) because it's it it's zines. Zines have been around since what the early eighties. Like Maxim Rock and Roll was like the biggest zine of of all time. Yeah, Yeah, Maxim Rock and Roll like that. That's probably like the granddaddy. It definitely is. Yeah. It's just like, and I've, you know. Touch we and Go is another one. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, and even up to uh, Chips and Beer is another one that kind of made it onto the national, onto the national newsstands and all that. It's just, but there's just been so many independently produced. I made one, one myself many years ago, a really cool black and white. One called Hardware, which I really only got to one issue because my little one came along. So, yeah, so I think I think maybe that we should end up we should do a uh, a special episode on Zines. What do you oh, think? We should do a special episode on Zines because I want to hear more about this hardware and why you did a Zine on putting too much starch in your clothing. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely. We're going to get to some tunes here. I just For the records that came across my desk, I just want to concentrate on a couple here. Sodom, the legendary Sodom, just dropped a new EP called Bommenhagel, which... Um, it's a it's a three three new songs, but the title track is a re-recording of um, a track off of their Persecution Mania record, which I think goes back to 80, 88, I want to say. So that kind of confused me at first when when the record came across my desk. It's like, well, Bob and Hagel, no, that. Oh, okay. It's a re-recording. Okay, I get it. So I was given, I was cranking that earlier today. It's always, it's always a good time when Sodom drops something new. And finally, I'm gonna get a, to a track from this band in record, but courtesy of Prosthetic Records, Worm Witch the vancouver black and death band uh dropped their new record wolf hex of course uh i don't know maybe about three years ago maybe a year a couple years before the pandemic hit and all that worm Witch came through town supporting uh suffocation we sat we sat down with colby from the band and had a really cool chat played that record that they were touring they dropped a new record now i gave that a spin and she's definitely a gooder so let's get to that actually this episode will drop august 27th yep. available today as you are listening to this on the first day the new worm witch album wolf hex this is abracadabra i know it's not a stevie it's not a uh, Steve Miller cover, sorry.
aforementioned debut seven incher from the legendary negative approach that was kind of a uh, well okay the songs it's eight eight tracks i think it's under 10 minutes you know the type of music that negative approach made back then so that was two tracks that was the the self moniker self-titled band negative approach as well that was whatever I do before that was a really cool track from the spooky EP. I decided to go with uh, because we've we've played Nunslaughter a couple times mm-hmm. recently on the show. Let's kind of uh, give uh, Acid Witch, who are also who as well. You know, Dave is a uh, radioactive metal alum. We got to have him on again soon. From that aforementioned EP, that was Acid Witch's Evil. Really, really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, even though we had all this stuff going on, we didn't get to an episode and all that, everyone is definitely happy to know that we're still out and about. We're still hitting the record shops. We're still letting the music world know we exist. And looking damn good while we do it, I gotta say. I gotta say, I gotta say, um, because like we said at the top of the hop, there. No, once again, we don't we don't have a creature feature, but that's all right because we kind of have some really interesting anniversaries that I want to discuss just just to make us feel, you know, even though like a lot of, a lot of days, like okay, okay, I'm I'm fifty now. You're you're going to be fifty soon. I'm close enough. I keep saying fifty at this point. <laughs> you you might as well just round it off. Yeah, I see. I do. And all I that. Really do. But honestly, I really think like stuff like this show, going to metal shows, going in enjoying various different type of pop cultures like horror films and Godzilla and comic books and all that. Like this stuff will keep us young forever. I honestly think that because. So many people, once they hit our age, well, I outgrew that. I met my wife. She doesn't like it. And just like, okay, you're boring. Okay. I don't plan on being boring at all in my lifetime. So this this stuff, despite how quote-unquote old we get, we are going to be forever young. The clock, though... <laughs> that's right that's right the the clock though the calendar might be telling us something a little bit different because um august 16th okay 1990 the debut album from cannibal corpse eaten back to life dropped <laughs> 31 years this record is now Wow! I can't believe it's been thirty years. It's been like they, yeah, 
Because now, because when you go to a Cannibal Corpse show now, you know, most of the audience are under 30. You know, so it's like they weren't even born when when the first record dropped. Yeah, they do have a lot of veteran fans there that, you know, probably a lot of them, you know, hopped on... uh, the hammers, the uh, butchered at birth record. The hammer, hammer smash face was, you know, a huge song, yeah, and all that. So it's like okay, but still, like that's still super early Cannibal Corpse. For myself, okay, I jumped on Cannibal Corpse. I found eaten back to life. Okay, sitting on the new release rack on cassette at an old HMV. Did you ever have a? Did you have a? You had HMVs. No, we never had HMV here. You didn't have H. Oh, I figured because they're in Canada, and I know they were in um, in England, in the in the UK. I figured that America had HMVs, well, but you you, you America, know what it they is. weren't near me. Like I I grew up in the middle of nowhere. You got to remember. You know, okay, but you had to have heard of you know. I, I only through you and Rock. Oh, okay. Then. Hmm, that's interesting. I wonder if they were in the U.S., but just you just hadn't 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 heard of them, or maybe they were just around for a short while, or maybe they um, were only sporadic throughout the U.S. Interesting, interesting. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look into that. You you got me thinking. Well, anyways, like HMV was, I guess, kind of like if Tower Records was a. Uh, a chain. Did, did did you did you guys have Sam the Record Man? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. What were some of the the chain stores that you that you that you do remember? Like was the only chain I really remember. We had um, it was National Record Mart, but I think it was actually a local chain. Oh, okay. Like a, a local Pittsburgh chain, and Camelot Records. I remember, but I don't know oh, if that was okay. a chain or not. Uh, Sam Goody. Right. Okay. There, there we are. Sam the Record Man would be the equivalent of Sam Goody okay. up here. And then um, I didn't see a Tower Records, I think, until I moved to Tennessee. And I was so excited to have a Tower Records. Oh, okay. But, I mean, really, like our, our record stores here were pretty local. Like NRM was a big deal, National Record Mart. But, um, I said, I'm pretty sure that was a local chain. And then everything else, like we had this amazing store um, called Record Rama. And that was, it was just this warehouse of records. And the guy's collection, like Hollywood producers used to call him to make sure they were doing things period correct for music. Like he would consult (laughs) all the time because he had so much stuff in his collection. It was ridiculous. Which is what we should be doing. Yeah. You know, and then um, the other big store in Pittsburgh was called Ides. And it was like Ides Records and Comics. Oh, you know? ooh, wow. And, That's oh, your one-stop yeah. shopping. Yeah, it was, it's, it's pretty killer. <laughs> it still is. Right on. And I mean, th- thankfully, like Ides is still around, but the other one shut down. Ah. Okay, okay. I have actually been in a Tower Records when I was in my early teens Shortly after discovering uh, metal, metal full time, at least, 
I was living in Victoria, BC, and the family went on a trip to San Francisco. And this 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 was pre before I knew what the Bay Area really was and all that. So that not I was too young anyways. I wouldn't have made it to Ruthie's Inn or or any places like that. But anyways, yes, we went on vacation to San Francisco and one of our stops was a Tower Records. So it's like, holy geez, like this, 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 this is huge. I, I remember I bought Twisted Sisters Stay Hungry and Dio's Last in Line. Too. Oh, yeah. Because like yeah. San, San Francisco, like that was like another one of their flagship stores. Because um, I was just watching the Tower Records um, documentary, All Things Must Pass, the other day. Oh, okay. A killer documentary if you've never seen it. But wow. Sorry, keep all, going. All I'm, Things I'm Must Pass. All things must pass. Okay, I'm gonna look for that. Oh, you need to see it. That. It's fantastic. Right on, right on. Okay, so yeah, HMV up here, up up here in Canada. It's like your 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 chain. It's your Tower Records. And when it went we went under, a couple years later, it was replaced by Sunrise. That you hear me talking a lot on this on this show. Well, the Mrs. and I, the soup, the eventually misses we were just dating at the time okay we were in hmv and this goes back to those times where you know there was no brutal underground death thrash you know it wasn't on the radio unless you lucked out and caught it like on a specialized metal show at you know saturday night at midnight but who's listening to the radio then you know like it just it just wasn't wildly available. Was reading about these bands though in Metal Forces magazine and whichever uh, whichever the American publications got a little creative and a little brave and all that. So I saw the name Cannibal Corpse. Oh, okay, this looks really cool. I I pick it up. I start looking at some of the song titles. All right, all right, all right. Cool, cool, cool. The cover of the reanimated corpse eating its own intestines? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sold. Sound unheard. Never even list list never even listened to it. I just took a total chance, which is what we had to do sometimes back then. Been totally in love with this band ever since that that moment because that was just a killer release. A little while later, and I know I've told this story on this show before over the years, but with podcasts, listeners come and go and all that. So all of our all, all of our veteran listeners just kind of, you know, hold on for a second. We got into that point in our relationship, Miss the now Mrs. Snowy and I, where she wants a song. I want a song. You know, I want one of our songs. Okay, we eventually decided on one, but I'm kind of a wise guy, as you might have figured. I've I've heard that about yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So me being the wise guy I am, I recommended <laughs> I recommended Skull Full of Maggots, one of the tracks off of Cannibal Corpses Eaten Back to Life. <laughs> Needle <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, that didn't go over with her very much, and it did not become one of our songs. But that was uh, 
kind of an in-joke for us for the last 31 years now. You know, every Valentine's Day, every anniversary, I say to her, here, uh, let's let's play Skullful of Maggots tonight. And she just kind of, ah, why am I with you? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, so we want to say happy, happy anniversary to the mighty Cannibal Corpse with your debut record, Eaten Back to Life. This month as well. 20 years ago were you ever a reader of playboy magazine only for the articles only for the articles yeah yeah actually i'm kind of square enough that there are certain you know there were certain articles that i actually read especially like during the 90s there was a lot of uh a lot of the uh wrestlers female wrestlers China, Sable, Tori Wilson, uh, Rachel Michelle. Like there's just there were there were a lot of those those WWF and WCW valets, managers, wrestlers. Since at that time, pro wrestling was at an all time high. You know, in terms of fan recognition and viewership and just public perception and all that. So a lot of these beautiful managers, valets, and female wrestlers were giving opportunities to appear, you know, in Playboy, in their all together and all that. And those were always their biggest selling issues. Oh yeah. I, I still think the first Sable is the biggest selling Playboy of all time. Well, there were also... So, so my my point is, I do actually read. I did actually read some of the articles. <laughs> I'm just kind of that square, especially. Like, we joke know. about it, but Playboy, you know, if if you took all the nude photos out, it was like some top quality journalism. It really it was. was it was. And and I think that that's what made people not understand what to do because if you see naked women, you immediately think lizard brain man. Mm-hmm. And that really wasn't the case. Like, like there, there was a lot of thought that went into that magazine. And I mean, it was, like, and a lot of it cool in interviews. Yeah. And yeah, and my friends, like her and I, would sit and read it together. Mm-hmm. Like, like we literally, we sit and like read the articles, talk about the articles. Like we'd read the jokes, and you know, like, like, I mean, obviously she was crazy cool, but I mean, she's like, no, it's 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 a good magazine, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I did the I did the same thing with with Mrs. Snowing. Whenever there was a reason for me to bring it home, like I wasn't buying every issue yeah. or whatever. But whenever one of the female wrestlers was in it, one of the actresses was in it. Charisma Carpenter. I know you're a big fan of Buffy. Oh, huge fan! You remember she was Cord- Cordelia Chase on Buffy the Vampire oh, yeah. Slayer. She was in Playboy. She had her own her own pictorial and man. I can't believe I, I don't remember that. Oh, I was oh. so smitten with her. I would have bought that issue if I was. Oh, for sure, for sure. Oh yeah, I. It was it was one of those issues that, like you said, you and your friend would read it together. This was something that Mrs. Snowy and I would would read together. Special special. Articles and issues like that. One that really got both of our attentions. August 2001 issue 
had a pictorial interview and cover of the Go-Go's Belinda Carlisle. Really? 20 years ago already. I can't believe, like, I've talked about this with other people before, and I've said, yeah, I don't know, a couple years ago she was, you know, just kind kind of casually dismissing it. But then when I saw that it was the 20th anniversary of this, I'm like, wow, holy jeez. It, has it really been that long? And I remember because both of us are both huge Go-Go fans, not just just okay. the early stuff, but the Belinda Carlisle solo stuff. She was and, 43 when she posed. Oh, yeah. And wow. yeah, you, you, you can tell it wasn't the same Belinda Carlisle that recorded We Got the Beat, no, you know, or awesome. the late. Like, but she, she's still, yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, she she was still smoking, and 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 all that. So yeah, that was one of the issues that we bought and read together and really enjoyed. So I would definitely recommend. I I don't know where you would find back issues now with them, but because like you know how I am with with my music magazines, I got a ton of. Metal Maniacs and Brave Words and Bloody Knuckles, and I've got like every issue of Revolver until they change the format and all that. I because I just don't throw away my magazines, so I kept I kept all of these Playboys as well, all of these really cool ones. I think when I get a chance, I'm going to pull out pull out um, this Belinda Carlisle issue again. I'm sure Mrs. Snowy will want to give it the once over. As well, I never mentioned this on um, any of my recent metal fixes, but you also will remember Billy Squire. Oh, yeah. The 80s rocker that was, he had a lot of really cool stuff. Like the Emotions in Motion record is absolutely fantastic. Everybody wants you. You know, emotions and motions, all of this really cool stuff, like through throughout the eighties. Unfortunately, by the time the late eighties rolled along and the Rock Me Tonight video came out, I think that was kind of a career killer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you remember that video, but it was yeah, it took a lot of criticisms. And when you see though, like, you know, lists, worst videos of the eighties, like that one always seems to that one seems to pop up. The only Rock Me Tonight I can think of is Great White. I don't remember his. Well, maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. Focus, focus on early Billy Squire. Oh, yeah. Uh, early Billy Squire is really good. Particularly the Don't Say No record, which, yeah, I had a really old piss-poor cassette of it buried somewhere in the, in the snowy vaults, but I found... A vinyl copy of it, pretty good price, in good condition. Okay, I'm going to grab this. The most notable song, not not only from that Squire record, but just in Billy Squire's discography, and actually a lot of the, you know, the early to mid-80s, the song The Stroke. You would be familiar with that. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just, it's one of those, stroke what a, what a, man, stroke, man, stroke. Yeah, for sure, for stroke. sure. Every, it's an anthem. Every, 
Yeah, well, it definitely is. It definitely is. Every time it comes on the radio, like all work, everything I'm doing kind of stops, you know, while this song is on. And it's still still kind of a favorite of mine. Well, I'm giving this record a spin. And that song comes on and I'm digging it. I'm grooving along. I'm bouncing to it and all that. The thing about this song, though, is there's an old common misconception about it. Okay. Popular opinion of it is that it's about tearing one off, shall we say, when you're all by yourself. Oh, that's absolutely what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I thought that for many years. I figured it was like um, "Darling Nikki." What, what, what are the other masturbation songs? She Bop. Um, yeah. Turning Japanese. You know. Right. Right. Like well, I just figured it was another one of those. Oh, for sure, for sure. So, so did I. Just until about a couple of years ago, when it kind of came out, and as as some attention was brought onto this song, when you really. When you really give the lyrics to the once over, it's actually an anti-record industry song. You know, how people are stroking your ego, people are using their own stroke to get ahead in the record industry. They're basically taking the piss out of it. As I'm reading this right now, I'm like, wow, I never put any of that together until you said it. I'm like, oh, wow, this is really <laughs> yeah. good. It's, it's a fat, yeah, like, not, it's a great song musically, but it's got something to say lyrically. Yeah. It's taking the piss out of the record industry on a major label. Okay. So I'm going to get really brave here right now, and I'm going to say that Billy Squires' The Stroke was the original Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> okay. that's because when I was when I was listening to this song and all that, it kind of hit me. It's like this is exactly like ten years previous to what rage against the machine was saying and of course now rage against the machine the band seems to be more relevant than ever because a lot of right-wing trump loving redneck whatever expression you want to use they were rage against the machine fans back then and now here we are 2021 they're like oh my god this band is singing against everything i'm against well yeah, were you not listening to the lyrics back then when you were young and idealistic and f- young and dumb and full of cum and all that? Like, you know, what you were thinking? Rage Against the Machine raged against the machine doing it on a major label. I loved that irony. You know, Rage got a lot of criticisms back then. Okay, well, you're 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 criticizing, you know this that you're this far left wing band and all that but you're on a major label okay yeah and what was their response yeah i'm screwing with them from the inside yeah <laughs> and i thought that was the coolest thing well it's like that book <laughs> the art of war you can do more damage from within the borders than on the outside definitely definitely yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that just that 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 just get hit me. It's like fuck me, man. Yeah, Billy Squire, the original Rage Against the Machine. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well, 
And I also like tunes. I like some cool music. So let's get into some cool music. How about, well, let, let's go with one of our songs, okay? Dedicated to my beautiful wife, which, by the way, we also have another kind of in-joke, another one of quote-unquote our songs, Whenever Hendrix's Foxy Lady comes on the radio at work, yeah. I, I I always text her. I, I I always call her, and I just I just say, "Hey, Foxy Lady's on the radio," so she knows that I'm thinking about her oh. at that moment. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm 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 actually a lot more romantic than I kind of come across on this show, and I make no bones about it but maybe cannibal corpses skull full of maggots eh, not so romantic Make my money fuck 
Since we were talking about Go-Go's and Belinda Carlisle, we should kind of uh, connect it with some really cool female punk. I know you always dig whenever I drop these cool band names on you out of the blue. Oh, yeah. That, that was Canada's Panty Christ. That's an amazing name. <laughs> that isn't that fantastic. I love it. I love it. I love it. That was Leader of the Damned, which was from the Dead Air soundtrack. And basically what that is is Pantychrist contributed the music to this uh fictitious band called Monster Kitten. And who oh my were goodness. that's a great <laughs> name too. That's a that's a great name as well. Damn yeah. Uh, well, Monster Kitten were this fictitious band on in the movie Dead Air, which was a horror film um, based, you know, thirty thousand feet in an airplane and all that. And I just recently discovered this movie and all that, and listened to some tracks from Panty Christ slash Monster Kitten. And it's really got my attention. I'm going to uh, to check that out. And I think everyone should do their due diligence and check out some Panty Christ. But right now, though, dude, um, we got other things going on. Looking uh, at the clock on the wall. I think it's uh, that time to uh, bring this crazy train into the station. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, radioactivemetal.org has all of our current and back episodes. You can also check us out on the Facebook, facebook.com slash radmetal. Check out pictures of all the stuff Snowy talks about, all the album scores, all that sort of stuff, at radmetal666 on Instagram. Um, we do retweet things on Twitter, at radmetal666 there. We don't tweet much. It's a lot of retweeting. I got to get into that. I'm thinking. Tweet, a retweet uh, went for a boat ride. Who was left? Retweet. <laughs> on. Fuck. Where was I going with this? Um, <laughs> Radmetal six 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 at gmail dot com to leave us an email, and I feel like that's all the major communications. 
We are proud members of the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. Thanks to them, not only can you find us on places like iTunes, Stitchers, um, and whatever else, because we seem to be everywhere, but you can also find us on Spotify. So check out the Shining Wizards Network on Spotify. Um, Wherever you get this podcast, uh, please make sure you hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. Mm -hmm. Every little bit helps, yeah. You think it might not be much, but it does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we want to thank all of our amazing listeners over the years for doing the, just that and helping us go worldwide, baby. So we appreciate that. Um, to get on out of here, like I said, I'm going to drop a track from that Linigua Ignota album i'm sure i'm I'm pronouncing that and i've got a lot of their listeners just screaming at their podcasting machines i go get that right because she's an absolutely amazing artist and she really is from the sinners get ready album let's go out with perpetual flame of centralia in the meantime and in between time that's it this has been a crankum episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off. I am covered with the blood of Jesus. Nothing when the path is righteous. I rest my head in a
covered with the blood.